This is The Trend, where you'll get an enlightened perspective on trending news and topics with amazing commentary. I'm your host, RTL Faith. Welcome back to the podcast. Sorry for the late upload, but we got plenty of interesting topics as always. And of course, if you guys don't know, I'm letting you know now. If you do not know, I have a giveaway, $50 Amazon gift card giveaway that you guys can check out. Uh, the link for that will be in the description. So you may be able to get it from the description so you can uh, join the giveaway so you can win that $50 Amazon gift card. And of course, that revolves around visiting a lot of my social medias, uh, rated five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, uh, visit the website, www.thetrendwithrtlfaith.com. So make sure you check out all these stuff so you stay tuned for the podcast. So with that said, um, like I said, we got a lot of interesting topics we're going to be discussing. I don't plan to do like a video version of this, but I will post clips of some of the things that I was talking about in today's podcast. Um, one thing that I want to discuss is revolving around the uh, Russia and China situation. Uh, I told you before that the precedent that Russia is setting by invading Ukraine and China is kind of backing them is a dangerous thing. And we're seeing the fruits of that very, very soon. So I'm going to discuss regarding that. Um, speaking of Russia, I'm going to be discussing the Brittany Griner uh, trade to get Brittany Griner back in the United States. Uh, some of my thoughts in regards to that. Um, another country that has been doing some interesting things, Saudi Arabia. They're apparently doing something that's like revolutionary uh, and creating another city that is going to be diff more different than anything we've seen before. And of course, I want to discuss the Draymond Green situation. Uh, he plans to uh, ask for a trade if he doesn't get a max contract. And I'm telling you now, I will tell you why he doesn't does not, does not deserve a max contract and nobody cares if uh, he wants a max contract from a different organization. So lots of things to talk about, of course. And before we dive into any of that, we will be doing our positivity segment. Positivity segment. If you guys are into anime and manga, the manga that is Black Clover has just returned after its three-month hiatus. Uh, it's entering into its final arc of the manga. Uh, Yuki Tabata indicated that this is going to be a thriller of an arc, so stay tuned for that. If you guys are a Black Clover fan or if you're a manga fan and you want to start getting into Black Clover, make sure you guys tune in. Uh, he also talked about how he's been working on the movie as well, so the Black Clover movie has finally been discussed somewhat in his announcement regarding the manga returning so chapter 332 you can check it out on the viz app of course and it's a very good read i am caught up weekly for shonen manga so that is our positivity segment for all our weebs out there so let's discuss the more important dynamic topics why don't we first things first i want to discuss this saudi arabia saudi arabia thing sorry about that so if you guys didn't know, Saudi Arabia has been working on a plan. It's called Project Neom. And this project revolves around creating some of the most revolutionary things we've seen in modern society. One of the things they're working on is called the line. All right. The line is a plan to build a city over the desert covering 106 miles and potentially housing 9 million people people crazy 
Um, more in regards to the Neon project. It's a $500 billion mega city project founded by Mohammed bin Salman. And the idea was commenced in October 24, 2017. So it's been here for a while, but now they're starting to get the dice rolling. Uh, the project Neon is uh it refers to like a futuristic city they plan to make it a mega city 33 times the size of new york city lots of ambition when it comes to this project and that is a fact some of the details in regards to neon i'm gonna list it out it's kind of like bullet point style you feel me um <clears throat> first thing is neon is a plan 16 borough city on the Red Sea coast in the northwestern Saudi province of Tabuk. Saudi Arabia has named it after the world's new future in an attempt to create something that has never been done before. A huge amount of more than $500 billion have been invested in the dream project. And the guy that I mentioned is a Saudi Arabian prince. It has been planned such that major cities across the world will be uh, an eight-hour flight from Neom which is very interesting. The city is being built using artificial intelligence and clean energy sources. The city would consist of bullet trains, hyperloops, but the residents would be encouraged for using bicycles. Neom's climate provides unrivaled complementary solar and wind potential through competitively priced renewable energy. The government of Saudi Arabia would build new industries and drive the next wave of energy transition by producing green hydrogen. Uh, they are leveraging low-cost clean energy, carbon-free energy ecosystem from scratch, and they plan on developing energy-intensive industries with the potential to lead on a global scale. Neom also plans to build digital air, digital air, which is free Wi-Fi for all its residents. In January 2019, Saudi Arabia set up a company called Neom, which is what we're talking about, behind the building effort. It hired three of the world's largest consultancy firms in 2017, being McKinsey, Co., and Boston Consultant, and Oliver Wyman. A lot of very interesting information, I'm being completely honest. I never really thought about Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia in a very dynamic way. And these are some of the bullet points for Neom as a whole. They plan to do something revolutionary. Kind of think about those futuristic societies that you see all the time on the news, on sci-fi television, with sci-fi movies. And the Saudi Arabian prince plans to make this a reality. And I do respect him for it. The likeliness and the probability of this being an actual thing is questionable because I have no idea the logistics behind it. However, if you are able to make this happen with all these kind of new age things such as um renewable energy carbon free energy free wi-fi low cost clean energy very idealistic notions but if they're able to pull this off this will be the greatest like grand scale invention and or is it an inventor or architecture is, is that a word it's it'll be the most prolific thing in regards to architecture in a in a long long time it may be in in history period considering what it's trying to do and it's trying to build it over a desert which is also very notable taking advantage of that wide space that that is unlivable 
So I'm very interested to see how this goes moving forward. Now, here are a few more details in regards to the Neon Project. I'm going to let you guys know as well. Uh, one, the their uh, economic engine for the world as many investments would reach the futuristic city. Uh, it's based on the principles of environmental conservation. It would provide an open laboratory for young entrepreneurs. It is geographically rich as it includes mountains, coasts, and deserts. The slate state would have its own labor laws and a tax system, which will be independent of the current government of Saudi Arabia. So it's basically like its own mini country. I, I, I think that's smart. The reason why I think that's very smart is because it's kind of establishing it independently, but it gives it an ability to attract uh, everybody else. Attract investors, attract foreigners, attract tourists, attract a lot of people who don't really vibe with the Saudi Arabian government, but are able to live in a in a style like live, not just tour there, live in a style of life that's completely independent, but still placed in Saudi Arabia. They probably still would have connections to the country as a whole, considering it's placed inside of it. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Neom would be attracting the best of emerging and established talent from the world with an unprecedented commitment to industry education, innovation, and product production activity, all in a uniquely collaborative environment. It promises the residents and the investors with a lifestyle and uh, livability that would be better than the world, that would be better than the world. At night, Neom would possibly be illuminated by a giant artificial moon. Whoa! Yo, this is straight sci-fi shit right here. This is sci-fi stuff that the Saudi Arabian prince is trying to implement. I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm not. I'm definitely not one of those individuals who go like, oh yeah, you can't do it. Ah, who cares? It's unrealistic. It won't work. It's so negative and pessimistic, but it's like... Yo, if you can pull this off, then I'll support it. As long as it's like obviously not damaging the world and damaging people, I'm I'm all for it. The Red Sea coastline is planned to be altered by the authorities. It would, it would as per the plan, have glow-in-the-dark sand added to its beaches. Blueprints obtained by the Wall Street Journal detailed wild plans for artificial rain. Rob oh. Artificial rain. Robotic maid, hollow, bro. This is the this is literally the future. This is what happens. You know, you know, in those like video games or post-apocalyptic situations, it always has situations where there's like it's super advanced, but something goes wrong, destroying the entire world. But you still leave semblances of this innovation, <laughs> like. This is the this is the future that people have been thinking about for so long. And Saudi Arabia wants to make this a reality with the Neon project. Uh, Neon is supposed to draw on cloud seeding technology to make artificial clouds, which will produce more rainfall than naturally possible in the desert. The first part of the project is nearing to completion, as stated by the Saudi authorities, with the airport and the resorts already been built at the Neon Bay. The Saudi government will also need to hold investor summits in order to attract investment in this futuristic city. As of now, it seemed a far-fetched plan and would take a lot of time and effort to make such unique architectures. 
I am all for this innovation. Will it destroy society? Who knows? But innovation is the key to a next level of human society. This is something. So this was a neon project as a whole. I'm obviously they're not there yet, but the line is something that they're like starting right now, right? Which is part of the neon project. And the line is uh you know, this is basically one of the first steps to their entire situation. Uh, the details are scarce behind it, but the design claimed that the line will run entirely on renewable energy with no roads, cars, or emissions, and it will be a high-speed rail which will connect sections of the line. The press release ads, I just read verbatim what that just said. But basically the line, obviously I said it was going to be over 200 miles. It's going to be very huge. It's going to be a uh, enclosed area that will include a lot of the innovation that are, are referred to. Be over the desert. Very interesting. This is the project they're starting off with. So, Neom Project. It, it has stuff that I am very interested in. Obviously, my biggest quorums or qualms regarding this situation mostly revolves around the legitimacy of it being inclusive to all people, one, or will it be just a rich and elite thing, or and two, will it be in cost of the lower income, right? A lot of these futuristic ideas always revolve around the high class, higher income individuals are getting blessed by this innovation, where the lower income individuals are fighting for poverty below the city. So how are they going to deal with that? Will they deal with that? Or will they just play into that entirely? Will that be a good thing or bad thing to incentivize people to grow up from your area? But there's a lot of questions regarding it. Would you say, all right, here's my question to people who are listening. Would you say no to this innovation if it was indicated that only people who are relatively successful can live here? Or would you say, yes, and then I would work my ass off so I can live there? You know what I'm trying to say? Very interesting idea. Um, but I, I'm for the next step, next step of uh, the new future of human society. All right, so... Uh, very interesting stuff. Before we start talking into the Russia-China thing, um, I do want to discuss the Draymond Green situation. So, Draymond Green requested a trade, or not request a trade. Well, he requested to get a max extension, getting another max contract on top of the one he already had. Um, it's still a few years before his contract is up, and he believes that if the Warriors do not give him a max contract, sorry about that, uh, he believes that if, if they do not give him a max contract, then that will mean that he will request a trade. Now, this is very interesting considering Draymond Green said this. And Draymond Green has been talking a lot as of late. Um, if I had a prior episode where he was basically saying stuff like how the Warriors needed Kevin Durant. They didn't, he thought that he couldn't beat LeBron James without Kevin Durant. I thought that was a pathetic comment. And I think a lot of the things Draymond Green has been saying lately has been kind of just... Just wow, it's kind of just been corny in my opinion. He even said that the Golden State Warriors would uh, definitely will dub up the Michael Jordan 72 and uh, eight, 72 and 10 Bulls. So he's just been talking crazy. I mean, talking so crazy as of late. 
But the question is, should the Warriors give Draymond Green a max extension? And personally, my personal thoughts in regards to it, no, they should not. The only person that deserves a max extension on the Golden State Warriors is Stephen Curry. Draymond Green is an important piece, but not important enough to get a max contract. You're basically trying to handicap someone just because he is a core piece. But your stuff, the things that you can do, um, although it was revolutionary in terms of, you know, introducing the small ball lineup, it can be replicated. Someone like Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins, or some other player that we don't even know of as of yet can replicate a lot of the things you do and improve upon it. You also are pretty a pretty big liability a lot of the times. Now, sure, you are very intelligent in terms of defensively, but you also foul a lot and get in a lot of trouble with your mouth in terms of technical fouls. And you're also a pretty big liability on the offensive end, as we've seen, especially considering that you can't shoot, um, you barely can finish at the rim, and your key element is your playmaking. But again, a lot of this stuff can be replicated. I mean, we've seen how Gary Payton played. We've seen how Kevin Looney played. Andrew Wiggins stepping up and Kaminga being the next guy up. The Warriors roster, is so, well, one great thing about the Warriors roster is the fact that they can have a new generation of players step up and bring the talent right as long as you have the core that is stephen curry and then you know even his uh partner in terms of clay thompson the warriors can replicate a lot of the things they've been doing for years upon years now when steph retires then that's a different story but as of right now he's still fighting in his prime he's still even though he's not a, maybe not on his prime prime he's maybe even on the low end of his prime like the lower tail of his prime he's still very elite one of the best players in the nba and that's unquestionable so when you got Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green is like hesitant of course even though he's been talking recklessly lately like he I think he thinks he's kind of bigger than and better than he actually is talking saying all the things he's been saying recently you still got Jordan Poole he's on the come up who's improving you got uh, Moody who's was a rookie last year Wiseman who too hasn't played last year but he's been improving Jonathan Kaminga, who's on the come up, of course. We got players like Kevon Looney, so young, who got his extension. Andrew Wiggins is here, of course. And you could just keep on getting better and better and better and better and better. Or just make trades, unnecessary trades. Or people, you can sign someone. Replace the contract that Draymond Green has with someone else that could do a lot of things that he can do. Or do something else and just fill in that is necessary i think the golden state warriors would benefit a lot from not giving him a max contract there's something to say with being loyal but in all honesty when it comes down to it you only could be as loyal as you can be in terms of these players let's not forget they're losing to the cavaliers in terms of the 3-1 comeback had a lot to do with draymond green getting himself suspended because of his uh technical foul let's not forget one of the reasons why kevin Durant left in the first place is because draymond green said we won before you were here and calling him a bitch even though he's the same person that says oh we couldn't win without kevin Durant." dude is backtracking like a mofo 
it's crazy i used to really like uh dream on green i liked his attitude like his uh you know you know his grit but as of recently a lot of the things that Draymond green has been doing has been pretty pretty darn corny in my personal opinion so that's why i'm like not too pressed that he said i'm gonna request a trade like who's scared what team legitimately wants to sign draymond green for that max extension especially considering he's going to be uh hitting 34 years old what team well, how about this we're going to go through every single team in the nba and we'll see if any one of them would want draymond green we'll go through every single one and find try to find at least one that would want Draymond Green and take that crazy contract. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. First team. We're going. Let me see. All right. There we go. Got to pull it up. First team. Boston Celtics. No. They don't want that crazy contract. They still got people to pay. Tatum. Brown. Smart. Uh, Brogdon. What do they need Jalen Green for when they got Robert Williams and Marcus Smart? I mean, they do not need Draymond. Brooklyn, questionable. Depends if they keep Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They could use that grit because that team is dysfunctional. Knicks, they don't need them. I mean, they got Julius Randle already. And they're already struggling in offense. And they do not want to give Draymond that contract. Sixers, definitely don't need them. Just got P.J. Tucker. Do not want to give him that contract. Toronto, definitely do not need them. They already have so much talent. Bulls don't need them. They don't want to waste a contract on Green. The Cavaliers don't need them. They already got plenty of very talented bigs. I can know a lot that, uh, especially on the scoring end of the ball with Kevin Love, Laurie Marketing, uh, Evan Mobley. Well, he's got to take away Evan Mobley minutes for Draymond. Yeah, right. Pistons, they want to stay young. They don't want to give a huge contract to Draymond, especially when they got Cade Cunningham and uh, Sadiq Bey. Like, why are we going to give you the contract? Oh, and their rookie uh was it Jalen ivy so yeah pacers heck no they got to pay a halliburton uh they and i'm sure they're going to want to get more young talent bucks is interesting um but Giannis wants to be surrounded with scoring so i mean shooting so draymond green and Giannis on the same floor probably be a liability hawks no, because the the ball stays in Trey Young's hand, so Draymond will be a liability. Hornets, um, you would have to give the contract to Draymond, and then but you got Lamelo Lamelo Ball to pay for, so it's like no. Miami Heat, uh, I mean he would he would fit the grit culture, but they already got Bam out of bio, so it's like mm, do they really need him? Not really, not really. But he would fit that grit culture, but they already got a lot of players who could replicate replicate what Draymond Green could do. Orlando Magic, they want to stay young. Wizards, uh, I guess, because like, th that team has no identity. I mean, you're, you'll take Kyle Kuzma's minutes away. You got Rui, you got Denny. Like, he's just taking away minutes from your younger players. Uh, Nuggets... They need shooting. They already got a playmaker in Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, so they do not need to give the ball to Draymond Green. Timberwolves, they they are stacked up, and they have to pay Anthony Edward. Like, no, they're not. No, they got Rudy and Cat. They already got both got maxes. Thunder, they got plenty of picks, 
but they want to stay young. They don't want to give out their contracts. They got to pay Shea, Giddy, uh, Chet. They want to stay young. Trailblazers have no identity, so who cares if they get Draymond? So maybe uh, Jazz have no. I mean, they. I guess they just want to tank, so they probably don't want Draymond. Clippers are interesting. They may be able to use Draymond. You know, have someone who's a initiator. They don't really have a point guard, so they can have someone who initiates. And then having Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Draymond on the same team would actually be pretty nice. It would actually be a pretty nice squad. How and how would they uh, get them? I don't know. I don't know who the Clippers have to trade for Draymond necessarily. Um, I mean, they don't need the the Warriors don't need John Wall. Obviously, they won't give up PG or uh, I guess they could take. I think a Morris, one of the Morris twins, is on the Clippers, right? So I guess he wouldn't be bad because the shooting would help the Warriors. They love the they love uh you know space with Stephen Curry. So if one of the Morris twins is there, that would be that could be helpful. I'd see that wouldn't be bad for a trade. Lakers, Lakers have no identity, but Lake Draymond and Anthony Davis on the same team wouldn't be bad, but it would take the ball out of LeBron James's hands. So I'm really not sure about that. Phoenix, they get they got two max contracts, th- almost three with Chris Paul. Uh, they they don't they don't want to. They already give the ball to Chris Paul that initiate the offense. Kings, they are at Sabonis. I guess they can use the identity, the grit, Draymond Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. I guess wouldn't be too bad. Although the shooting and the spacing wouldn't be great. Dallas Mavericks don't need Draymond. The ball's in Lucas' hand. And Luca giving it to Draymond would be decently interesting, but like Draymond can't shoot, so the spacing is bad. But Dream, but Luca's such a great playmaker that it may be able to work. I don't know. Houston want to tank. They're young. Grizzlies, they don't want Draymond. <laughs> they don't want Draymond. Pelicans got too much talent on the roster to make space for Draymond. Um, plus, they got two max contracts. Is CJ on a max? I don't think he's on a max, but he's on a pretty big one. Spurs have no identity, so I guess they could take him. So most teams, the only iffy ones for me, maybe Dallas, maybe Spurs, maybe Kings, maybe Lakers, maybe Clippers. So that's like, that's like one. All right, I'm not going to count all that. Maybe Blazers, because they're not necessarily tanking. Maybe Nets. And that's about it, I would say. Uh, maybe Wizards. Uh, maybe Wizards. A lot of these teams are teams that don't want to tank and they can't tank because they got a star. But they don't really have anything else. So Draymond added on to the team would it be horrible. And for a team, I the, the team that I like the most is the Clippers because they're a championship contender. They don't really have a offense initiator that's not paul george really john wall is there but after john wall there's really nobody draymond could do that play stellar defense spacing wouldn't be great but when you have someone like paul george and Kawhi leonard on the team you don't really need crazy spacing they both can get a bucket whenever they want so i think that would work what are the assets that the clippers will have i have no idea but i think that is the best team for draymond Personally, my personal opinion. All right. 
So yeah, that's that's about it that I want to talk about in regards to Draymond. I, I would say that he, there's more teams that could trade for him than than I initially expected, but still, regardless of anything, I still think he, um, just not, just not a great. You're not getting the max. Basically, all I'm trying to say, you are not getting the max. All right. So next topic, let's talk about Russia. Let's talk about China, right? Well, speaking of the NBA, might as well talk about Russia's uh, <laughs> trade first. So Russia play, wants to trade Brittany Griner, uh, kind of keeping her as a, as an asset. And the trade to the United States of America, well, first let's discuss why Brittany Griner's in the situation she's in. So Brittany Griner was in Russia before all the Ukraine stuff started blowing up. And she wanted to go back to the United States of America. However, when she tried to leave, she got caught with possession of drugs and marijuana, which was illegal in Russia, and she went to prison. People are going like, oh, free Britney Garner's like, but at the same time, you have to think about when you're at a different country, it's not America. So stop trying to apply American standards to other countries. If you're to go to Russia, you better know what their laws are so they don't get locked up. So Britney Garner is an idiot for that. In the first place, let's keep that a buck. All right, so Brittany Griner got in prison, and she's been in the United States, and she's been like, "Okay, United States government, can you help me?" All that stuff, right? So we're in a situation where, like, should we help Brittany Griner and all that situations? Like, if she, if for me personally, if she wasn't famous, nobody would give two shits, honestly. But since she's a WNBA, since she's a woman, all that stuff, people were trying to compare this to LeBron James. And they go like, if it was LeBron James, you would get out get him in no problem. And honestly, you might be right. You might be right. LeBron James is too successful, too important for in terms of the America and the NBA not to get. He makes too much money for the NBA. He makes too much money for a lot of brands. And those brands and the NBA are very are rich. So when it comes to rich people, they have a lot of influence in terms of the government. Brittany Griner just does not have the same impact when it comes down to it as a LeBron James. She doesn't make she, she is not attached to enough dollar signs, and that's just it. It's, it's that simple, right? But with enough with enough backing, a lot of people backed it. A lot of people wanted Brittany Griner, even though she's the one who's in at fault, to come back to America. So, even though apparently the United States of America is not in the camp of trading or making trades with governments, Joe Biden indicated that he's willing to make an exception in this situation. So, he wanted he plans to make a trade with Russia. So, what does Russia want? Well, Russia is trading Brittany Griner for a uh, arms dealer. Uh, this guy's name is Victor Bout, currently serving 25-year sentence in the U.S. as a Russian arms trafficker. So he smuggled weapons either to Russia or uh, from Russia, one or the other, to or from Russia. Um, so and then the United States gets Brittany Griner back as well as someone else named. Uh, Paul Whelan, who's a Canadian, U.S., British, and Irish citizen, and he was arrested in Russia in 2018 and accused of spying. He received a 16-year prison sentence with the possibility of time in a labor camp. So apparently he was a spy, former Marine, uh, corporate security director, 
So the Russia was like, this guy's a spy. They imprisoned him. And Joe Biden's like, okay, we're getting backlash. Kind of have to make this deal with all the people trying to tell me, oh, make the deal. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's make the deal. But I need to get something at least valuable in terms of, you know, government. So let's get Paul Whelan back. And we'll give him their Russians armed trafficker, uh, Victor Bout, who's been in prison for about 25 years. So that's the trade. And that's the idea of who's going to get traded. It's pretty interesting. Brittany Griner best be lucky that she has a lot of supporters. And, you know, to be fair, like I said, she they are right saying if this was LeBron, we'll try harder. And that is correct. It is correct. There's too many dollar signs attached to LeBron James. And that is a fact. But... Speaking of Russia, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the meat and potatoes of what I want to talk about, and that's Russia and China. I've made this a, uh, I announced this before, and I've announced this a few times, because I wanted people to know, and it's finally starting to happen. The reason why I think the U.S. should have been much more involved in stopping Russia in invading Ukraine is because it's starting it's going to set a precedent that if Russia is successful that they will start kind of poking out their balls basically that's what they're going to do out because Russia and China want to be in front of the United States of America we all know the United States of America even though it's not the greatest in all aspects is the number one power, the most influential country in the world. A lot of different reasons. Strongest military. Um, we made English the universal language of the world. Um, we made the dollar the number one currency. Russia and China, realizing that, okay, the United States is in kind of turmoil right now, are making their moves. Russia's first move taking over another country we haven't had a situation like that in a very long time but they're bold enough to do it they're in the midst of trying to take over ukraine and what precedent does that set well it's very simple china wants to invade taiwan they've been trying to do it for a very very long time and now with russia doing what they're doing china's like okay bet and is in the midst of thinking that it's time to invade taiwan and Nancy Pelosi, one of the uh, representatives for the United States of America, a very important individual, plans to go to Taiwan. And it's been announced, or it's been kind of leaked, that uh, if you didn't know, China has their own social medias that is similar to like, Instagram all that stuff. Um, again, people need to realize when you're living in China, you live by their rules and you're kind of nationalized and think their ways. And China basically input indicated to the people with the Chinese social media Hey, people, be prepared for war. You know why they said this? It's because they're thinking the United States wants to prevent them from taking Taiwan because that's what they want to do. They want to take Taiwan. They want to invade Taiwan, and they want to indoctrinate Taiwan into the Chinese country. That is their plan. And a lot of people are all supportive. Chinese people, a lot of them are completely nationalized, completely indoctrinated to the governmental, governmental ways. And... China's like, hey, yo, U.S., if you do something stupid, we're, we're going to, we're about to do something. Best believe. And some, a lot of the Chinese people are ready for it. So China, China plans to take Taiwan. Russia's already taking Ukraine. And on top of that, on top of that, 
China and Russia have officially announced their new currency. A currency that is backed by minerals such as gold, diamond, all that stuff. And their plan is to make this currency over, or their plan is to supersede the U.S. currency, making their currency the national currency. So not only are they invading countries whenever they feel like, because now they feel like they're bold enough. Not only are they doing that, but they're trying to uh, pull the rug under the U.S. feet and try to take control of the currency, the financial situation of the world, by making their own currency, a Russian-Chinese combined currency. They're combining their efforts to supersede the United States of America. I told you people that this was going to happen. I told you that they're China and Russia were thinking about doing this. I told you that they, when it comes down to it, they're going to do uh, they're going to invade other countries setting a bad precedent. And the more and now they're just getting more influence, more power, and soon, very very soon these countries or Russia and China are going to do something drastic. Because at the end of the day, the United States of America wants to keep its power. But regardless of what you want to say, we allow people to be people for the most part in terms of, you know, we allow people to keep their own identity. Right? Russia and China are communist countries who have absolute control of how things run in their societies. If their influence expands then their nationalism will as well. So the question is, should we do something? Should we let things happen as they are? Are we just SOL and there's really nothing we can do? There's a lot of questions. And at the end of the day, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few years. Russia and China trying to supersede the United States of America. U.S. in such turmoil within our country with all the people being so divided and demonizing each other. Not realizing that all their problems are superficial and stupid. In the grand scheme of things, there are so much more bigger things to do, think about and go. Like That's why I want to look at what Saudi Arabia is doing. Well, whether or not it's idealistic, it's interesting. They're thinking about the future. They're thinking about the next level of human society and civilization where we're complaining about the most superficial BS that is imaginable. Imaginable. Yes, there are some bad things that have been happening. And I don't want to undermine a lot of things that haven't happened or that are relatively negative, right? But the emotions and the severity, a lot of things that are happening in our current society statistically it's not nearly as bad as people want to make it not nearly as bad the united states is so spoiled we're so spoiled we have we have enough time to complain about other stuff much more minor things it's insane it's crazy it's unbelievable imagine there are so many ways to solve a lot of the problems that America has. Whether it's democratic principles or republican ones. There are solutions out there. But let's keep it a buck. Let's be completely honest with ourselves.
Y'all don't want solutions. Y'all don't want peace. Y'all don't want camaraderie. Y'all want attention. Y'all want money. Y'all want the clout. That is what people want. That is it. These solutions could have been done for a long, long time ago. And even if you expose said individual, say, yo, you're wrong. This is a better solution. They'll go like, I don't care. They'll make an excuse. They'll try to push the conversation to a different direction. Again, this is why this podcast exists, because we can need to speak about the facts and hold everybody accountable by while also finding solutions about stuff going on in our current world. And there are solutions that are to be had. If you just talk it out. That's why I did my seven gun solutions video and podcast episode. And I thought that was very productive. And even if some of them are wrong or all of them are wrong, I am very willing to discuss it and bounce off ideas. But just being so focused on one way of thinking on relatively minor issues, low statistical issues. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, hey, all I know is we push forward. We'll push forward. Hope you guys spread the message at the end of the day, and I'll have more and more podcast episodes to have bigger and better discussions. That's what it's all about at the end of the day, right? Bigger and better discussions as we continue to strive forward. Hope you guys enjoyed the, today's episode of the podcast. I appreciate every single one of you guys who came or listening. Again, rated five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I plan to change a few things up in terms of the podcast for next episode. Same style. Obviously, we do our interview episodes that are more discussion, learning about other content creators, learning about other people with different backgrounds and kind of understanding them and having a genuine discussion. And then I'm going to have like people I know that are you know close who want to debate and all that stuff i'll have them and hear their thoughts about the the this episodes so have it more of a an audience so to speak you know what i'm saying so stay tuned for that of course y'all have a good one take care and peace